0: And welcome to the Possibly Haunted Podcast. And welcome back to the Possibly Haunted Podcast. I'm Kat, and I'm here today with... Heather. Morgan. <laughs> more or less. <laughs> so, And today we are doing a, a sort of a more, I would call it a more relaxed episode, where we're going to be talking about some Reddit postings, you know, some general K-dives onto the internet. Um, and this time we're going to be talking about r slash let's not meet, which is one of my favorite places to lurk. But before we do that, we have a coven corner. Uh, and this one is me being uh, myself, which is uh, basically I like to do icebreaker questions and I like to, to make them um, stressful. Non-traditional? I was going to say stressful <laughs> icebreaker questions for people who are like a more introverted. I think uh, giving people tasks kind of freaks them out slightly. So I, I put all my like more stressful uh, icebreaker questions on these two so this one is uh i want pitches for a romance novel that is what i'm looking for um basically i wanted people to uh come up with maybe a setting uh, some characters maybe a working title where i i was making it a little bit uh i would say kind of loosey-goosey but then heather was like no, you need to give me specific things. So we did get a little bit more specific.
1: Well, no, 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 I read The Coven Corner, and I was like, okay, so she wants, like, an actual, like, uh, proposal to this idea. That's how I read it. She yeah. didn't do anything wrong. That's how I read it. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh, you and, didn't want that? Okay, well, fine. you're gonna get it. No, it's... No, okay. <laughs> but she was,
0: like, writing out bullet points. And so what I'm expecting <laughs> is this is going to turn into our NaNoWriMo's, um, and we're going to exchange them as Christmas gifts, Yeah. Yeah, okay, no one agree that. with me.
2: No one I agree with can't do that. Why? You guys will steal my idea. <laughs> no, no, no.
0: Okay, well, that's why I'm going first, so I can't steal your idea.
1: It's called the Coven Publishing Company. We do it all for each Ooh. other. I got yes, marketing. Yes, and, oh, oh,
0: and we need one dude so we can do, like, readings if dudes are involved uh, into our audiobook formats of these. Of
1: course, because, you know, uh. as a good author, we should know how the male Anatomy actually works, so that we're not just yeah, spewing utter yeah, yeah, bullshit.
2: I do. I do <laughs> yeah. have a guy I play. I play online with. He has good phone, We'll call it phone voice.
1: Ooh, he sounds real sexy. okay, <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, Scully. So Kat, yes, your idea.
0: <laughs> well, first off, Skelly's gonna bark She's lightly invested. at some yes. sound that she heard outside. So, okay, here's the pitch. I like some very specific tropes when it comes to my romance novels. Um, And one of them that I've decided to really work on because I've uh, recently watched and been destroyed by Our Flag Means Death, um, is uh, anachronistic, eh, very dangerous emo and flashy sunshine partner. Uh, Which is like something I like. You have to think Our Flag Means Death is one of them, uh, I would also say Good Omens is another of those good examples. The Witcher kind of has that dynamic mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's, it's <laughs> super... Yeah.
2: Morgan's in our hand. Yes. Is Our Flag Means Death that new HBO show with Taika Waititi? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, I thought so. I just wanted to make sure. Okay, so that gives me a more complete idea of what <laughs> you're talking about. Yes.
0: <laughs> so, like, dangerous angry man, uh, or lady, or person, character... And then sunshine daisies. Uh, and that is one of my favorite dynamics because I can be either. <laughs> so, um, it, it, you can also kind of see a Hal and Sophie, although that's more of my trope of uh, weird bird man and sensible woman, is also one of my, my favorite tropes, largely yeah. because I am large bird man looking for sensible lady. <laughs> so,. <laughs> I am the howlpen dragon looking for my Sophie to be like, stop crying about your hair. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Anyway, so my working title right now is one that I've had in the back of my head for a while is um, something along the lines of the Alchemy Cafe or something like that. It can be Mm kind of cutesy meets cutes. So the plot is there is an eldritch being who functions and serves as the owner of a cafe called the Alchemy Cafe um, in Savannah, which is where I live, because I feel like there's a lot of weird people around here, and probably some of them are fey beings. And so it's sort of a cafe and a rest stop, very D&D. Uh, Happy Sunshine Boy is a, uh, maybe some sort of student, I was thinking maybe an architecture student, Uh, Meeting friend Jared made me think, oh, maybe a landscape architect would be really chill or something (laughs) like that. He comes into Savannah. He is lost AF. He stumbles upon this very magic cafe, um, decides that he wants to get tea here, and isn't supposed to be there. He's very human and does not belong. And so it's this sort of him trying to figure out if he's having a massive drug trip he didn't expect to go on or if it's real and also she's trying to um be human um i have out written out the scene a while back where essentially he's trying to get to know her and he's like what were you like as a child and she's like i was never a child i suppose i would be cute you know more (laughs) or less and she and she's like what was it like to be a child and he's like i i guess cool you know like it's a conversation about like that sort of thing so I like the idea of eldritch scary being lady um, and sunshine fun boy romance I like it and I'm gonna say spice level uh, two chili peppers out of three like a decent amount of spicy but it's mainly plot driven we're not so writing like, smut here
2: I <laughs> like some, I um, <laughs> some some embraces and maybe yeah. like we fit it against each other perfectly and then fade black
0: no there's 100 percent going to be at least one sex scene but it's going okay. to be close to the end and it's going to be after everything is resolved so things are not muddied up by that said sex scene at the beginning that's what we're going for so that's my pitch
2: do you guys want to read it yes yeah i would totally read that yes. yeah okay i love. The, um, the coffee shop trope for fan fiction is one of my favorites. It's always very it. lighthearted and fun. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I
0: have also... I have little brain nuggets that I write down. of like, ah, that would be fun. Um, I had this brain nugget where she had originally been dating or been courted by um, uh, the Flying Dutchman. Uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that wasn't one of her exes was the Flying Dutchman, but he was very flaky as to when he was able to come visit... Um, wow. So, you know, stuff like that, just general, you know, screwball comedy, but still a decent amount of angst. I like it. Yeah. So anyway, that's my pitch. I'm glad that we got into that and let's go into something far less uh, fun. Um, (laughs) So before the episode, we talked about how, um, before we start recording, I was like the general theme for our slash Let's Not Meet is like ninety percent I'm a lady and men are scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is going to be a theme throughout these three episodes. Um, I
2: mean it's kind of a theme throughout our lives. So. Yes. <laughs> and actually <laughs> very much
1: there's so. like there's a TikTok going around of like a guy actually trying to explain it, which I do appreciate that there's some guys out there who were like, yes, no, it is all men. But they were basically like, how do you treat a gun? Like it's always loaded because you never know. And it's like, thank you. That's exactly what it is. I'm treating you like you are all the same because I don't know And it will
0: always remind... God, (laughs) sorry. I just had this flashback to one of the celebrations I went at in uh, Texas. It was a small Mm -hmm, house mm -hmm. party. And I mentioned something about being uncomfortable around guns. Because I am. Um, it's, a, again, okay. because every gun is loaded. And <laughs> so it's a very gun safety based, uh, I would say, healthy respect of guns. <laughs> so, where I don't want to throw them around. But I was mentioning this to this dude and I was like, yeah, you know, they just kind of make me a little uncomfortable. And he goes into his room and brings out a loaded rifle.
2: Oh my God.
1: As if that's like you can, response.
0: Yeah. He's like, you can hold it. And I was like,
2: No. <laughs> Dude, that's when I found out my friend who played saxophone, who was like glasses, total kind of nerd, but like the cool nerd, mm-hmm. and we were at his apartment one day just hanging out, and he opened up his closet for something and it was like gun, rifle, hunting rifle, and I was just like you own a lot of guns. He's like, yeah. I gotta go now <laughs> i, was
0: like, dude, if, if I you did have
2: not a, expect that although i did we also
0: have uh, a, a mutual acquaintance who keeps his string instruments in a gun
2: safe so you know <laughs> nice <laughs> that's yeah, just fun true. but it's like <laughs> i grew up around guns and i don't feel the need to have any so i don't understand the gung-ho attitude about them
0: yeah yeah they honest it's it's a health i will say it's a healthy respect for guns, That's you know? my thing is like
1: I'm, I'm good with as long as safety and training and background checks are actually done and implemented and there's like actual regulation about it because I mean I was in Boy Scouts I did a little bit of shooting but I also was like trained extensively and like I still today remember all the rules if I ever have a gun in my hand I know what oh, well, I just know the safety rules. Point it down, not at people. Yes, point it down. act like it's you loaded.
2: Can, you can know all those rules, but ninety percent of the hunters out there in Texas, at least, are hunting with a beer in their hand, and you know
0: exactly. you can just go buy a rifle. Out oh, of I just no, mentioned. I didn't know. mention, that's, that's, that's I didn't mention saying, that like, rifle man
1: regulations and shit, but we don't have to rifle to man was
0: <laughs> rifle man was definitely drunk when he brought out his rifle to show. Yeah, me, that's never he was okay. Very it's never okay.
2: And, because guess what. Hunting is boring. What are you going to do when you're waiting around for the deer to come up? Yeah, drink. I do uh, appreciate, though,
0: that... (laughs) I was going to say, I do appreciate a little bit after that, um, about 20 minutes after that, I gave him a
2: past life regression, and he got very emotional. Uh, So I would also say that um, (laughs) if we offend any hunters in this conversation, what the fuck are you doing here? You're on the wrong podcast. (laughs) Maybe
1: they
0: just like our voices. You know? we have good
1: radio voices.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've got a great face for radio, baby. Um, so, <laughs> uh, anyway, let's start reading. Sidetrack Nation. <laughs> Sounds great. So, <laughs> anyway. the first one I found is was posted a 16 hours ago, so it is a baby. It's called "Open the Door, Please Come Out." <laughs> no. <laughs> and everyone's like, "No." Um, so here it goes. Uh, this is posted by uh, user Meanwhile in Paris, uh, because it's in Paris. This story happened a few years ago. I was in my early 20s and studying in Paris, France. I was going home from uni. I usually took a short bus ride and a walk the rest of the way. That day, I felt slightly uncomfortable, and I could sense that some guy was looking intensely at me. I was used to unpleasant, unsolicited gazes, but this time, his gaze felt beastly. It's hard to explain why, but I felt like prey being stalked. I decided to get off the bus a few stops early. I wanted to avoid him and I didn't want him to see where I usually got off. Like I learned in the movies, I waited until someone else pressed the stop button and waited until the last mo- moment to stand up and leave. I didn't notice him getting off the bus. I was just starting to feel relief in having, uh, having escaped such an uncomfortable situation, um, but I looked over my shoulder and there he was a few meters behind. I had the distressing feeling his eye had just looked away the moment I turned. I walked into a shop, took my phone out, and pretended to be taking a call. When I couldn't see him anymore, I exited and made my way home as fast as I could. I kept looking back on the busy street, I zigzagged, I crossed through the street at every crossing. Finally, I believed that him getting off at the same stop as me was just a coincidence. When I reached my building, I looked back one last time, and there he was, his alarming gaze on me smirking. I ran up mm-hmm. to my apartment, sl- climbing the stairs four at a time, which, talented, honestly, because... That is talented. I, can, uh-uh. I was going to say, I can, say, I can manage two. two. <laughs> yeah. Barely. Yeah. <laughs> I've got corgi legs, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I reached the top floor, squeezed through my door, locked it, and froze. My intercom was ringing. Don't ask me why I picked it up. I regretted it the moment I did. I could hear the opposite flat intercom ringing as well. He had pressed all the buttons one by one, hoping someone would open. But now he knew my name. Gabrielle? Oh, shit. I felt like a deer in the headlights, frozen. Open the door, please, said a pleasing voice. I just want to look at you. No. 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 Somehow I couldn't move or speak. Come to the window, he added. Look at me. You'll see I'm not a bad guy. Which, 100%, if you have to say that, you are a bad guy. (laughs) Yep. I'm a nice guy. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, something clicked. He wanted to locate my apartment in the building. I was not going to make that mistake. I hung up in shock. I waited by the door without moving for what seemed like hours. When I finally managed to calm myself, I called my long-distance boyfriend. Call the police, he said immediately. Why didn't I call the police? I don't know. Today, it would be the first thing I would do. In fear of making, the fear of making a big deal out of nothing um, was what it probably was. What an idiot I was. I called my best friend and said, instead, I didn't want to be alone. Which 100% kind of... No, but I actually did this
1: with Morgan. I was in an <laughs> altercation, and instead of go- calling the cops or going straight to the cops, I'm like, Morgan, what do I do? Like, I freaked out. She had to come with me to the police to make her report. Like, that, you just you go where what you think is safe, and Morgan is safe. For me, at least.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Morgan's going to have some very practical answers for your, answers She's for like, your panic. She's like, why didn't you go
1: line. to the cops? I can't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there was a, um, uh, when I was in college, a dude broke into my dorm. Uh, he was Ooh. very drunk and naked. Um, oh, I and, remember this. Yeah, and immediately my roommate called the, her parents, and her parents were like, call the cops, <laughs> Why are you calling us? It's like really early in the morning on Friday. You know, that sort of thing. Anyway. I've, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I told her about it, and after a while I felt better, more safe. We started laughing. Suddenly, the intercom rang again. Mm. Two hours had passed since no. I come home came home I answered I answered Gabrielle said the voice open please I still remember the chills I felt he was still there he was there all this time I was silent petrified petrified he was silent and I could sense his trepidation Gabrielle let me in I'm so thirsty just give me a glass of water this broke the tension I hung up I curled up in the corner, literally in recovery position, terrified. I waited. I was scared to make a sound. I knew he couldn't hear me from the hall, but I was scared to death even to breathe. The intercom rang again and again. I didn't answer this time. I crouched on the sofa and fell asleep in exhaustion. I heard the intercom ring one more time in the middle of the night. I woke up in the morning, afraid to leave my apartment. I called my dad, who came to pick me up. There was no one in the hall, but there was a note in my mailbox. Gabrielle I'm a nice guy you should have opened to me and that's a nope Um, we immediately went to the nearest police station the police listened and told me that I should not hesitate to call them my dad called a locksmith to install a digicode on the building door the same day and wrote a message to each of my neighbors asking not to open the door to anyone they didn't expect he sat in the cafe in front of my building with two friends every evening for more than a week good dad good dad move Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know i never saw the stalker again after this episode i used a different route to to and from uni every day i kept my phone tightly in my hand and looked back every few meters today i'm still very observant of my surroundings i never answer the door if i am not expecting anyone so people if you find yourself in any kind of uncomfortable situation call the police don't be an idiot like me be safe
1: everyone (laughs) I feel like any millennial who was used to being home alone knows the rule of you do op- you don't open the door or the windows. You you hear a knock, you turn off the lights, jump the TV, and you scutter on the ground until they leave. Like that's that's you millennial one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, I
0: think it's it's not just people that were left home. I was hardly ever left home alone, but I do not answer the door. I didn't want to over generalize. It's, I was talking from my perspective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I was not a latchkey kid, but I still know the. Uh, the principle of someone at door? No, 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 no. They're not going to say anything good. You don't want to hear what they have to say. No, no, no. I, But I will say, um, as a very friendly person, um, in the past year, talking to strangers has gotten me three different chick tracks uh, given to me. So apparently I'm friendly, but they think I'm of Satan. So... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think that, that's a really nice, yeah, a good description. I will also say, too, today, like, if I don't expect anybody to come and I hear a knock, I do have this moment of, like, terror. And then I'm like, okay, look through mm-hmm. the people. It's fine. And normally, where I live currently, it's because um, the people doing the deliveries did not realize that it's not building whatever, it's building whatever. Don't want to get too mm-hmm. much information out. And, <laughs> not they all yeah. care. Um, but, anyways, so I usually have to, like, pick it up and run to the person, like, you're at the wrong building. Make sure they get their food, you know, that kind of thing. Which actually sounds like a pretty good trap to get someone to come out of their house. <laughs> now that I think about it.
2: <laughs> you just open the door. Ooh, free food. Yeah. Um, yes, oh, yes, uh,
0: yes. I do I do have one more and it's a short one. Um, and then we'll move on to everyone else's episode. Uh, but this one I picked out because I saw Texas in the title. In the, yeah, yay, Texas! <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Texas friends! Um, so it's Posted by uh, mm, <laughs> Username Colora Do- Do- uh, Okay, I'm just going to spell it up Colora uh, So C-O-L-O-R-A And then mm. D-O-K-J Colorado gotcha. KJ? Colorado KJ is what we're going to go with glad we can process this out together (laughs) (laughs) so anyway someone tried to abduct me North Texas 1980 I have never shared this story uh, except strangely enough with my teacher at the time I was in the first grade at Northside Elementary in DeSoto, Texas we lived about three long blocks down as my mother liked to call it I personally feel like it was a lot more my sister and I were brought to school on a regular basis and walked home My parents decided to to divorce right about this time. My dad moved out and we started seeing him every other weekend. My mom began dating someone else and I remember she no longer became interested in taking us to school as much. She became very, very preoccupied with her new relationship and I remember she often had me walking to school as well as coming home. Uh, Thinking about it now, I'm not sure why I was late. There might have been a doctor appointment or something. I remember it wasn't that late at all maybe just an hour or so after school started. My mom pulled up in the car and I got got out. I remember hoping that she would wait there to watch me go up the flight of stairs and go inside, but she drove off right away to my dismay. This is when I saw him, a man, pretty normal looking, stepped out of the car and started looking directly at me. My mom had pulled off and this man was the only other person around. He crossed the street quickly, at an angle, coming directly towards me. I remember turning and running up the steps. There were three flights of stairs with landings in between. When you were a little girl, these stairs seemed so much bigger. I remember looking over my shoulder, and he was literally running up the stairs after me, and I had this horrible gut reaction and ran as fast as I could. I remember the double doors in front of me, and I was panicked, thinking I wouldn't make it. At that young age, I felt the energy coming from this otherwise normal-looking person who looked like a dad. I remember this huge, intrinsic feeling of doom and urgency to go through the doors. And I did. I immediately turned around and saw him standing standing on part of the second set of stairs, and he stood just looking at me as I looked at him from inside the building. And he looked very frustrated and turned, walking back to his car. I remember telling my teacher about it. A week later, a police detective showed up to interview me about what happened. This makes me think it may have been connected to something that happened in the area at that time. I don't think I've ever been afraid, been that afraid in my life. It was a powerful internal fear, like my body told me immediately to run. This is my story. I'm going to try to load a picture of the school entryway so you can see what I was describing. And I... We do have like a picture of it and I will send that to the group.
1: Oh, excellent. But okay. it's like
0: it's like a normal looking elementary school.
2: But that's creepy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like it's like they, they always paint it as like, ah, it's like this weird, unique situation. And no, actually it's pretty common. And it's really sad that yeah. it's common.
0: Yeah. I just sent the link to the chat so we can look at it. What but is? yeah, so those are my two uh, Reddit stories.
1: So Very you good can stories. see stories.
0: I thought they were fantastic. I read them and I was like, Woo.
1: good <laughs> so, as in like cautionary entertaining tale. and entertaining. Yeah. If if you can say well almost written. kidnapping is <laughs> you know what I mean with that little I asterisk mean, mark.
0: Hindsight 2020, no one got injured. Very interesting stories.
1: Yeah, after that. Yes, yes. That's what I tra- I was like, I don't know how to articulate this without sounding weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, I It's that um I'm interested. Yeah. Good. Yeah.
0: Go no, I was going to say, it's that feeling that we talk about in romantic class all the time where you almost get, like, blown over by the giant, uh, you know, giant storm, and then you survive and come out the other side, and you're like, yes, this is the feeling I want to articulate in art. So Yes. Actually. Sublime. <laughs> and I just taught that in class, so.
1: <laughs> I know, I literally was like, oh, I did romanticism, like, two weeks ago, I think. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, that's it. Very cool. Well, thank you. you. Um, just so y'all, if y'all don't know, or if you need a little reminding, I don't mind doing that. Um, we have, we're on social media. we got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can absolutely respond to our Coven Corner questions, and we can read them in a future episode. Uh, so just as a reminder, this week's, or this series, Coven Corner, is... Uh, Raymond's novel pitches you can think about characters plots or a working title but just general like themes and ideas that you might have Um, hit us up on our social media and if you don't have social media that's okay you can always email us at possiblyhauntedpodcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you and it doesn't have to be Coven Corner if you have an idea about a future series or even something for like our ice cream social like a a one one standoff kind of topic or if there's a topic that we've covered that you want us to cover again you just got to let us know. We want to hear from you.
2: And just remember, never open your door to strangers and always run away from creepy dudes at your school drop-off point. Amen. But those safe places you're hiding and running to could be possibly haunted. <laughs> <laughs> I love your woo!